Hello, and welcome to Magical Soup. This episode's going to be a little different. They're all different. But this one is the episode where I share my downloads from the Psychedelic Conference. Psychedelic Science 2023 just ended, and oh my god. First of all, my favorite was the energy of the people who were there, the energy of what was being talked about. There were these keynote speakers, these titans of industry saying that they're on board to, to help make this happen. And there were a ton of indigenous workshops. And there was this overwhelming sense of sort of hope for system changes and that, you know, we actually have a chance. <laughs> had making this thing work. There was incredible art and artists and and performers and tons of creativity and new technology that was really cool. I mean, it was like drinking through a fire hose. It was it trying to tr choose what you were gonna go to was a thing all on its own. So it's really interesting because my psychedelic conference experience is going to be really different from anyone else's because there were literally so many different paths you could go down. So I'm also going to share my disclosures so that you know where I'm coming from as I'm talking about this. But the there were two topics, two sessions that I went to or tried to go to that were like wildly off the charts popular, way overflow, tons of people not able to get in and listen. And those two topics were IFS, which is internal family systems. It's a it's a type of therapy. And I don't know enough about it to say more than that, but man, was it popular. I didn't get into that one. And the other one was sexuality and psychedelics, which I guess it's not really a surprise, but it definitely was. It was a, it was overflowing people trying to sit in aisles and not being allowed to kind of thing. So there's there's that. Okay, so my disclosures are that I, especially if you if you're new to this podcast, I've been sharing sort of my how psychedelics has played a role in my becoming conscious. But really, part of what was very interesting about this conference was the amount of people coming out of the psychological, uh, psychedelic closet. And, and Rick Perry, the former governor of Texas, was the one who actually threw the gauntlet down at the beginning of the conference. So, yeah, that was wild. He, uh, I'll start there. He came in at the very beginning, a first keynote, and when he walked on stage, there was this almost booing, right? Like there were a couple people who were ready to just be like vocally no to, to this Republican former governor of Texas. And he, I was like so nervous because I'm like, he's there. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. And then we didn't. And then it, it didn't. He said, hey, wait, hold on. I'm here. You know, you might want to listen to what I have to say. And so it got real quiet. 
And he went on to talk about how through his experience of being exposed to to veterans who have, you know, come back with real issues and seeing the science that is coming out about how effective psychedelics are for veterans he basically said like his quote was one of the most powerful quotes of the whole conference so what he said at the end of his keynote was your reputation is not more important than saving lives and i feel like it just whether everyone there was intending to to you know really come out of the psychedelic closet or not, you had all of these sort of titans of industry coming clean on how psychedelics have impacted their lives in a really meaningful way and being like clear about what it is that they've done. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the same way. My disclosures are that I had a session of 5-MeO-DMT in 2018. It was my first psychedelics that i ever tried. And it was the most significant spiritual experience of my life. And since then, I've been on a journey of self-exploration that has included four different rounds of high doses of psilocybin, very significant, very powerful. And then recently, two more lower doses, very low doses of 5-MeO-DMT, which is has has can has had me feel very connected to that particular psychedelic. I have not done ayahuasca. There's a lot of other ibogaine, peyote. Like there's a bunch of other things I haven't done. I certainly did MDMA in my youth. I haven't really done it in a therapeutic session, but I've always thought if that had been available to me, less harm, harm reduction. <laughs> I think MDMA has a way of of our harm reduction in relationships, but I digress. So those are my disclosures so that you know going into this podcast where my biases may lie. So the big science headline that was coming out of a conference, it was like every researcher was trying so hard not to be giddy because they're scientists. But they basically were like, we're just giddy about what they're seeing, you know, big picture, PTSD, OCD, addiction, depression, death, anxiety, body dysmorphia, all of these things they are seeing rapid and enduring positive change in people's lives. And it's by like these astronomical numbers. There was this study that was done where they did a double blind head to head against psilocybin and the leading pharmaceutical antidepressant. And it, uh, psilocybin absolutely blew it out of the water and, and every meaningful measurement. And they were hypothesizing, and this as someone who has done it, this, both, how I've been on antidepressants and also I've done doses of psilocybin, they're saying that the reason that there's such a, a huge difference is because the antidepressants mute all of your emotions and that it's the feeling your feelings that actually gets 
to the healing. The way that psilocybin heals is it allows you to safely feel your feelings. And they're finding that surprise, that is actually what gets you to the breakthrough healing. So all of that, really exciting. One of the other takeaways from one of the science sessions that I went to is that it's cognitive fusion is what we're disrupting. Um, cognitive fusion is the um, is when we can no longer, I'm, I'm going to read this because I want to make sure that I get it right. Cognitive fusion is when we can no longer separate ourselves from our thoughts. Excessive attachment to our thoughts is what leads to depression. What they found is that the higher the psychological insight and, frankly, the challenging of the experience, if you do psychedelics, then you come on the other side with lower cognitive fusion. And that decrease in cognitive fusion leads to higher well-being. Um, in addition to that, there was another study that was looking at reactivation, right? So one of the things that can happen is when you do, psycho when you do psychedelic experiences, you can have something that reactivates that. And they did a survey and found that 86% of the people that had a reactivation said that it was positive. And the takeaway was that planning to have longer times post-journey is important because when those reactivation happens, if you have that space to integrate, then that is also part of that powerful healing process. So there was, it was just so interesting to hear the words mystical experience and science like coming together all over the place, right? Like scientists talking about mystical experiences and the power of that to heal people was frankly delightful to hear. And, and it's, it's really interesting because so so that was all the the you know the not all but that was sort of the takeaways that I got from headlines on the positive side and there were a lot of boy everyone was like we cannot blow this we cannot blow this this is our chance this is like our la it might be our last chance and we cannot blow it. And so that was a message that was repeated over and over again. There were cautions everywhere. Be careful. And there's some people who feel like we're, you know, there's, there were two schools of thought. And, and actually, it was interesting to hear sort of these big thinkers, you know, Michael Pollan taking one side versus, I'm not going to remember his name, but the the person that he did his keynote with, you know, they both were coming from this different viewpoint where, you know, one was like, we are moving way too fast. And the other one was like, we are moving way too slow. And that was heard all over the place. Like there were, there's a party, a group of people who is like, we need to get this out there as fast as possible and heal as many people as we can as quickly as we can. And that is how we change the world. And then there was another group that was like, that feels scary. We need to be careful, <laughs> which, you know, also um, in light of what happened, you know, in the 60s, I feel like there's, yeah, there's that sense of we can't 
have this taken away from us because of of the potential of 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 well-being like actual well-being that we can create on this planet you know just little minor stakes just minor little things being talked about just you know your average conference <laughs> oh my god it was it was amazing so what else? Uh, okay, so 5-MeO-DMT. So it's the spirit, it's called the spirit molecule. And the blueprint of 5-MeO-DMT was given to us by a toad, the bufo toad. It's this really large toad that only lives in the Sonoran Desert. But what they've discovered is that you, the Bufo toad gave us this blueprint for this molecule that is called the spirit molecule because it it attaches to very specific serotonin receptors in your brain that activate what already naturally exists, but it's just heightening it and it's making it aware, making you aware. The journeys themselves tend to be very short, unlike a mushroom journey that's six hours long or longer. A 5-MeO-DMT journey might be 20 minutes, but feels like a lifetime. And it's been, yeah, it's been slow to be on the radar. And it's interesting because, so there were two keynote speakers who specifically called it out. And one was Paul Stamets, who is the godfather, basically, of mushrooms, right? And he, in his keynote address, called out the importance of 5-MeO. I think he actually, I think he might have said that he believes it could end up being the most important psychedelic. Don't quote me quoting him. <laughs> but but then Dr. Andrew Weil, who has been, you know, a holistic medicine researcher, food, you know, an incredible luminary in in the sort of wellness and new age space, also said he thought that 5-MeO-DMT is the most powerful player in the psychedelic world. So yeah, that's happening, which I thought was really interesting. Okay, some other things. Ooh, I loved listening to John Mackey, who is the one who created Whole Foods. He also came out of the psychedelic closet and said that basically psychedelics are what inspired him to create Whole Foods and that specific psychedelic journeys have provided him with the most powerful insights into what he's been doing, how he's been doing, how he's been showing up on the planet, what he's doing next. You talked about what he's doing next, which sounds really interesting. So then I would say I'll tell you about Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss told us that he's put in 10% of his pre-tax net worth into psychedelic research. And then he went on to say, I'm, you know, he's like, I'm speaking to ultra high net worth people who have been positively impacted by psychedelics. And he said, uh, I think there is a moral imperative to invest in psychedelic science in the next six months. He's like, do it now in the next six months, invest in psychedelic science research. So that I thought was really interesting. 
there was a a fun and amazing exchange between Aaron Rodgers and Aubrey Marcus. So Aubrey Marcus has just come into my life like recently. And but now he's all over the place. He and Aaron Rodgers are best friends and they yeah, they were on stage talking about their psychedelic journeys and how it's changed their life. And so those were really cool to hear. But then in addition to that, Aubrey Marcus and Aaron Rodgers were talking about the, you know, the state of the world. And they were saying, basically, you know, we've decided, like, what are you going to do? You know, ha- you know, hide out in your prepper closet, in your closet filled of, with prepper foods? Like, is that what you're going to do? And he they both were like, we are all in for all lives. And, and I'm not really sure exactly what that means, but I love the vibe of it. I love the sentiment of it. And you can tell that they were really f- feeling that. Another thing that was really interesting is Aubrey Marcus is also going all in for Robert Kennedy for president. So that that he's he's super all in on Robert Kennedy and 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 said a few things about what Robert Kennedy is talking about that made me think I need to pay more attention to Robert Kennedy. So that was interesting. Who else? Who else? Oh, I got to listen to Carolyn Garcia, who, you know, was married to Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead. And she share the story about how LSD escaped the lab at Stanford because of uh, her and a group of friends. And so just like hearing about their adventures as they, you know, traveled in this school bus and through these acid parties. And, you know, once again, she said that the Grateful Dead would not have existed without LSD. Like they, their music was created on LSD and and so that was that was really a fun session to attend and listen to she's a lovely lovely woman too so the quote from Caroline Garcia that I love is she was just like look at this magical place look at this magical place that we live in there are no bananas on Mars there are no bananas on Mars that we live in the best place and I thought that was, I loved the, the sentiment of that. Um, and Justin Rosenstein. Now, this guy, apparently, he created Asana and also, like, a bunch of really important Google tools. He's, like, this massive tech titan. And he gave the most amazing talking about his mystical experiences and really just like this soulful address about what he's seeing. And he was saying, you know, if we get together, if we organize, we can create the world we want to see in service of our values. I'm not going to sit around. I'm going to play the role that I can play to make that happen. Yeah, I really liked that quote. Yeah, so on that note, I have a really dear friend who writes the most incredible prayers. And as we, as as 
we discover when we say things out loud, it helps to make them real. So I'm going to attach her prayer to the end of this podcast because I loved it. It's a really powerful prayer. So I'm sharing it with you. She shared it with me. I hope you like it. As we call upon them now, with reverence and respect, may the guardians of ascended consciousness wrap us in a holy blanket of protection and wholeness, stitched in the breathtaking detail and design of our destiny, in the universal golden threads and sacred geometry of unity, lit and continuously pulsing from our central sun and cosmic heart. We ask permission and give honor to the ancient peoples of this land and the vast history rich with wisdom here, crystallized in the rocks beneath our feet. May we gift and give as much as we receive from these lands. We welcome inside our sacred space and call into service our highest self, our ancestors, the ascended, the awakened, the enlightened and integrated shadows, our spirit guides, angels, and any other medium of communication with the divine architect of all creation. We ask that you assist us in all ways into our personal and collective evolution with peaceful ease and grateful cause to shift and transmute density and resistance into wakeful action and graceful surrender into the flow of purpose-infused power and consciously created and heavenly-assisted choice. May this ceremony awaken in us greater access to gentle truth revolutionary compassion, inspired creativity, daring levels of devotion, fueled by infinite source, to serve all life in our unique role in the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. May the unification and revelation be amplified and shared outward into the great expanse of our connections infused into all our relations, beloved family, as we send healing and light into the cells of all life in and throughout all time, dimensions, and universes, both created and yet to be born. May the web of forces for upliftment continue to aid humanity in our great awakening and ease all suffering as we transition into peace and equality. May we together in this circle today create our own magic and meaning and practice weaving beauty between us. Let us listen more carefully in stillness and reflection. Let us trust and therefore awaken our sovereignty. Let us breathe into non-duality and rise into more internal discovery. 
while holding each other in pure presence and unconditional love. With innocence and wonder, let us remember, reimagine ourselves, and playfully and purposefully continue to walk each other home.